What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's happening? What's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports, Big Woo Radio. Got your boy in the building, Big Woo, man. We got some great things to talk about today. We got a great show lined up for you with my man Adonis Donnie Martin on the line. What's good with you, Donnie? Not a thing. Sitting back enjoying this Sunday evening, getting wrapped up in this in my bubble, watching the NBA bubble. There you go. We all off in our own little bubble. Uh, watching the bubble games, man. <laughs> Want to thank everybody for listening live on BigWooRadio.com. Everybody download the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all our folks that search us out on the podcast app on your iPhone. Appreciate that. Continue to search us out on all our social media at Big Woo Radio and everything. And then you can keep up with all of our hosts and see what they got going on as well. I uh, want to shout out these sponsors and supporters real quick, man. Woodforce National Bank. Go to woodforce.com. I still like them, even though they fired me a couple weeks ago. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina, Gaston, oh. North Carolina. 24K Rides of Rock Hill. Go to 24KRides.com. DCB 5400 Club, Club at 5400 Nevin Road, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Warren Publishing, Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University, Porter Decals, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org. Primetime Players Basketball, Coach Chris Thomas. Connected, uh, correct, congratulations to Primetime Players Basketball. They won another uh, tournament. Won a champion, came to championships in a uh, tournament. It was not the league tournament, but uh, they played in another tournament and won. Uh, them boys are unstoppable. The Connect Group, Mr. Kevin Glover, New Soul Music, Mr. Dark Eye, Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay. Uh, Spring Hill Credit Solutions Below the Deck Enterprise Management SMG Hats off to you Couture and All About Us Radio Let's get into it man Without further ado uh, Let's um, Let's really jump into The bubble games man Portland And the Lakers Are I think Basically the feature Of the bubble games Right now uh, A lot of teams Are playing uh, Pretty good And a lot of good games Going on But I think Portland And, and the Lakers Are Um are pretty much the feature. Uh, I think Portland is giving them all they can handle. Uh, we'll get into that some NBA with with Adonis Donnie Martin. But let me introduce my man, Pastor Fight. What's up? What's going on, Pastor Fight? Doing good, man. Doing good. Hope you are. Hope you are doing well. You and your family and everybody. Uh, so, uh, Donnie. The Portland Trailblazers and the Lakers. I think uh, Portland won game one, then the Lakers came back and won game two. I didn't catch the game last night, but I know you probably did, or at least know uh, where, where, what happened last night uh, with the Lakers and Portland. So give us an update, or give me an update. I'm probably the only one to need one. Yeah, well, Lakers ended up pulling that one off to take the series ahead 2-1. to one. Um, Dame, Dame played well, but didn't have his best game of the series, obviously, so far. But it was just a matter of um, 
Lakers played a little bit better down the stretch. They had got out to an early lead. Well, actually, they were down early and then took it back over and then got up early. Portland made a heck of a comeback, but the Lakers was able to um, save them off. But that, to me, that I know you said that was the feature series, but right now what nobody is talking about is the trouble that the Clippers may be in. And mm. their game is actually going on as we speak. And it's been a major focus on the Lakers and how are they going to handle it, and and, I, and rightfully so because they have such a tough opponent. But Dallas is giving the, the L.A. Clippers all that they can handle, including their uh, two-to-one Clippers favor. But it looks like um, Dallas is, is, is poised to win this game tonight with a hurt Luka Doncic and, yeah. and a, um, Christoph Porzingis that didn't even play today. So, and Paul George just hasn't showed up all series long. He's having his best game of the series so far today. But that ain't saying much, you know, like compared to what he's been doing all series long. So Kawhi Leonard averaging 32, 33 points a game is, is pretty much trying to carry them Clippers. But on the opposite side, you got Luka averaging 32 points a game, 8 and 7. So um, he's been carrying his squad. So I, my eyes are actually on that series. And, and, and as we speak right now, we're coming down into a tight one in which um, Dallas is holding the lead right now. Well, I mean, the Clippers, I, I was really worried about, uh, not the Clippers, but I was really worried about the Mavericks uh, when I was when I was watching the game the other night and Luka Doncic went down with, it looked like a, he sprained his ankle. Um, and I was yep. I was looking, it looked like it might have been a high ankle sprain the way he was running off the, off the court. He couldn't put any pressure on it. He came back uh, in the game. But you could tell he was just wincing, and he was really in pain. I think he ended up leaving that game because they it, they didn't have a chance of winning that game the other night. But but um, yeah, and and so the the the, the uh, Mavericks are are holding on right now. As I'm I'm looking at the score, you said it was one thirteen. It was one thirteen one oh seven. The uh, Mavericks yep. are up. So uh, the Clippers are leading the series by one. But uh, yeah, their their backs against the ropes, uh, being the number two seed. Uh, uh, going against Dallas, and 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 somebody said, uh, if I'm if I'm correct, some you guys were talking about Dallas uh, being when I asked y'all about the sleeper teams uh, a couple weeks ago, who was your sleeper team? A lot of people picked Dallas uh, being being the, mm-hmm. the sleeper. So and they they showing uh, that to be uh, true. Uh, past the fight, were you were you thinking about the the Clippers right now and and, and being down and maybe uh, Dallas tying the series up? Two to two because it's going to come down to uh, well it'd be uh, two uh, the best of or whoever the first of four so uh, it, it's a uh, it's a tight one. What do you think, Pastor? Hello, can you hear me, Pastor? Fight? I can't. We can't hear you. If you're talking, I'm sorry. Are you there? No, I can't hear him either. If he is on, okay. I can't hear Pastor Fight. All right, so we'll get we'll get his uh, thoughts in a, in a minute, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, pretty close uh, when it comes to the uh, Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers. Right now, the Mavericks are you know are in control, and Luka Doncic look like he he's actually playing. He's actually playing today. Oh yeah, he's playing and he's balling today right now. Um, having a, having an excellent game considering that your pick and roll partner, your big man Christoph Porzingis, isn't playing, and you got a hurt ankle. Like all things considered, he's balling his tail off right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Sixers, uh, they have, they've been knocked out. Boston wins their series, uh, and for they, they the Sixers got swept. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what's going on with the Sixers, man. They 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 need help. And then we got the Raptors leading the Nets 3-0 in that series. 
and the Nuggets and the Jazz. The Jazz are up 2-1. And that game, their game, um, game four is tonight at 9 on TNT. And uh, the Lakers, I think they play tomorrow. Um, but let's get back into the Lakers. And I'm going to see if I can get past the fight in here in a little bit. Uh-oh, uh-oh, wait a minute now. The Mavericks, the Mavericks, uh, uh, I mean, the Clippers are within two. Uh, it's, it's, it's a close one. They, they, they pull this one out. They can, they can, they can thank their lucky stars, man, because, uh, if it get two to two, ain't no telling what's going to happen after that. But three, one, you know, you're pretty much in control. Um, but the Lakers, uh, Donnie, I mean, what what are your thoughts on, on them? And I mean, I know it's, it's still too close to tell, but, uh, what do you think about the Lakers, uh, winning this series or, or, or Portland, uh, with the upset? Uh-oh, I'm, I think I'm losing everybody. Donnie, you there? Oh, man, I'm sitting – hey, I'm steady running my mouth on mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, like you alluded to earlier, man, this is a very interesting series because of the matchup in general because Portland is for real. No yeah. ifs, ands, or buts. And if Portland had anybody else in the first round, then, you know, Portland may get into the second and third – second, you know, maybe second round, maybe even conference finals. Unfortunately for them, they ran into the Lakers. But unfortunately for the Lakers, they ran into Portland at the most hottest time. You know, Portland has been on his hottest streak of the year, but coming in back in that bubble where every game has been a playoff game for them since they got there. So, that being said, this is a battle of just superstars. Like, both teams are, even though the Lakers have more star power, the – the Portland Trailblazers are actually the more balanced team with scores at all different positions. You never know, other than Dame Lillard, you never know who that next hot night comes from. It could be the big man. It could be, you know, Hassan, um, uh, you know, whatever. I can't even think of the damn center's name. But him, he might finally get out of his slump. Or Carmelo might go crazy on you. Or C.J. McCollum. So, you know, you you never know who that second guy to stop is. You yeah. know who it is on the Lakers. And right now, the Lakers and, and LeBron James and um, AD are not letting you stop them. Like, um, <laughs> LeBron went <laughs> off last night. Had a, you know, I think it was a triple-double. I know he had dang near 40 points. And if I'm not mistaken, um, 12 rebounds. Yeah, it was 38-12 and 8. And then Anthony Davis chipped in with 29-11 and 8. When them two guys get to playing like that, they're they going to be real hard to beat. So, in the rest of the series, it all comes down to how well do the superstars play each particular night and um, and who's going to get that one spark from a role player, whether it's Danny Green or somebody from the Lakers or whether it's um, Carmelo Anthony stepping up for the, for the Portland Trailblazers or somebody like that. But all in all, a real interesting series. And, ooh, I, I hate it for both teams that they ran into each other in this first round because both yeah. of them deserve to get out of that first round. Yeah, it sounds like people are being thoroughly entertained by what's going on in this bubble league and this bubble playoff uh, or what have you. I, I've I've been enjoying it. I mean, I can't I can't lie. Uh, outside of, uh, I didn't think I was going to um, yeah. leading up to it. I was I was I was on the fence as to you know we might just need to cancel this, but you know they took the necessary precautions. I was concerned about are we going to really like to see basketball with no crowd and. They did a good job with all of that. Like, the atmosphere is still nice. Um, I still feel like I'm watching playoff basketball. 
it's definitely unusual to see them all playing on pretty much the same court and yeah. no real home court advantages. I hate that for the teams this year that they don't get to get those home court advantages that they worked for so hard for. But other than that, like, yeah, very entertaining um, situation the NBA has going on this year. And uh, I think the NBA was uh, listening to Big Wood Radio. I think they were listening to Off Topic Sports when I when I mentioned about putting the crowd in the stands. You are, you are not gonna let us not give you your credit for that one. Huh? <laughs> Definitely not. He went to call them boys himself just to make sure. <laughs> uh, and what I, what I found out is that you can. You can actually to get in the you know in the stands and what those seats or the virtual to be in the virtual stands. Uh, there is you got to uh, you pay for that. You have to pay to actually do that, and that's going to make some revenue for these for the damn uh, for the, for, when it comes to football season. They should do the same thing. They have the uh, play the foot the people in the stands. But I think NBA, I mean the NFL, is talking about. Actually, having stand people in the stands, and and hopefully by then, you know, this will be them start going down because you're starting to hear about more and more states that are having less and less, you know, infections and stuff like that. So that's a good thing. Um, so maybe we'll be at a point by the time uh, football season come around where we can get people back in the stands as long as they wear a mask and space out the seating or whatever. But I still think you can still do the virtual fans too for the seats that 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 are not. Uh, that you can't have people there you can have you can still have your virtual stands and then have them pay for the service and then and still make money and you're good to go and then people can get seen on tv in the stands or whatever and, and i think it's really cool it's really really a great idea i mean it's, it's a good idea <laughs> yeah, i bet you do think it's a great idea <laughs> do i pass the fight back pass the fight you back on Hey, hey, you hear me now? Uh, yeah, I can hear you now. We got you good, uh, nice and clear now. Yeah, I had a, I had a bad signal. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, but but I, I I will say I like I like the fact. Now I know teams work all season long for home court advantage, but I like I really really like the setups. I mean, it puts me in the in the mind of college basketball. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like. There's really no home court advantage unless you're playing in your region. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. it gets it gives a better playoff in my opinion because now nobody got to worry about travel, time zone difference. You know your routine for both teams are the same, and they get to show up and play the best team win. Yeah, and and I like it. I like it that way because now it's showing you. That in some in some small way, this arena is given a little bit more parity, from the sense that you don't have you don't have the home court, you know, opportunities and advantages. Right. Even and I would say this: even referees ref the game sometimes according to home court because you know they're human at the end of the day and they're gonna blow the whistle for what they see. But when they come down to that game at the end of the line, typically for the home team. They hold that whistle. They, they not, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're not going to, you know, give that home, that away team any added advantages uh, uh, when it comes to that, that, that last second shot or something of that nature. So I like it. And I think, you know, the Lakers, even though they worked hard, I think they're going to end up winning this series. The problem they have is the problem that Portland has is, as, as was already said, you don't know who that second player is going to be. 
Mm. And and that's the problem. They don't have a consistent second player. One night it might be Melo. One night it might be C.J. McCullough. They need some help when he has, you know, a not-so-great game. He's got to be great every night for them to have a chance. Yeah. And when you when you can have the big man and some others that are consistent players like LeBron, like Davis, you know, they're guaranteeing you a double-double. LeBron, potentially a triple-double each night. So you know what comes at. Now they only need a third player to step up to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I just think the Lakers may get out of this one. Um not un- obviously not unscathed, but I think uh, I think that first loss may have been a wake up call for them. It's like, oh wait a minute, they they for real. Portland is for real, and so uh, I guess you'll start seeing LeBron pick it up. You know, get get back into that playoff because I'm sure the routine is different than what he's you know uh, than what he's used to getting to the playoffs every year and making it to the finals. You know uh, what's nine, eight times, nine times, or however much. But, but I'm sure he's starting out, it was a little out of his comfort zone, and things were different, and you got to kind of get into a new routine, get in the swing of things. And I think that's what we were seeing with LeBron. Now, you know, it's like, okay, we, we, we ready to go. And I think that's that's what you'll see going forward from them, I'm thinking, I'm uh, hopefully, you know, because i really like to see LeBron win him another one. Um, that's my dude. So I I really like to see him win another one, but um, it took him a little while to get into goal mode. You know, yeah. Portland was in goal mode from the moment they got into that. Mm-hmm. Lakers really didn't have anything to play for until the the, the playoffs started because the seeding, uh, other than trying to get chemistry and get back in shape, the Lakers weren't you know out there with, with fighting, so right? To speak. And, right. and Portland had to fight the way all the way into the playoffs. So it took the Lakers a little while to get warmed up. But uh, what Portland needed to do was what they did, come in, take advantage of being hot, and steal that first game. And then yeah. that, that you know, can, can lead to – now all you got to do is just try to snatch one more. Right. And then we're talking about it. But, yeah, you like you said, I don't know if they, they – they might have woke the Lakers up with that one. And now Lakers finally in playoff mode, and we're going to get a whole different Lakers team than we've been seeing lately. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you guys this. Do you believe that this – format will remain some way uh going forward in the nba i mean and maybe not all these teams playing in one thing but like like you said with with the uh ncaa march manager how you have regions and then you just have certain regions that teams play in and of course the the, the team with the better record would play in their region at, at one spot and then another team playing in their region but but uh, do you do you see them making making this permanent some kind of way going forward since people uh, enjoy it so much? Let me start with you, Donnie. Um, I would I would say no. And I would say, well, it depends on all depends on what the COVID situation and how that occurs. Sure. If we go in the next NBA season, you know, it's still in the middle of this pandemic, then, of course, we're obviously going to have to look into that option. But if all things were to return to somewhat normal, I would say no. And the reason why I would say no is two, one, the fans of that team. If I'm a Charlotte Hornets and we finally make the playoffs, I don't want to have to drive to Atlanta or Dallas or wherever to see my boys play. Right. And not to mention, if it's somebody like the Charlotte Hornets or things of like that, they may not necessarily draw as well in, in other arenas as it, you know. Um, if it like, like, I don't want to see the dad going, I'm not going to go check out the, um, 
the uh, hell, even the um, I can't even take no team right now. <laughs> but uh, the Atlanta Hawks, for example, if they make the playoffs and they playing down here in Charlotte, I'm probably not gonna go see that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. depending on who they playing, I'm here to see if LeBron show up or or Giannis show up. Of course, I'll go check out that. But if it's just two average basic teams and they're not my type team, I'm probably not gonna go spend my hard earned mm. money to go see that. At mm. least not at that point of the season. Yeah, and I yeah. think that would be the reason that would slow it down. Because, like I said, I'd definitely be heated if my Hornets, you know, finally made the playoffs, and then they got to go to, you know, Las Vegas to play their games. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that would that would suck. But um, the NBA ain't missing out on no paper. <laughs> yeah, this, and, and you know, in these arenas that they, you know, they they probably want to get their teams back in the arena, especially in the playoffs. You know, what I mean, if we if we're in the playoffs yeah, and, and we get a home game, then you know, we we need to be playing at home if it comes down to yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to come down to the players as well and what they really – I mean, as, as well as this is and, and cool and exciting it is for the fans, I'm sure the players don't really like this situation. <laughs> I'm really oh, sure. Yeah, they want to be at home yeah. in their bed, and they want their home court advantage that they worked all year for. Exactly. LeBron and them would much rather be than them have to travel to L.A. And, 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 and vice versa. And then when it comes to the NBA Finals, that's a big advantage when that East Coast, West Coast team – have to play each other and the time difference and the schedule and getting your body used to each coast when you're flying back every couple of days. So those do play key factors in, in, in the um in, in the finals and things of that nature. Sure, so sure, I, sure. if I was a team that works hard for it all year, I would want it. There's a couple teams that we hadn't been talking about um, that, you know, have a, a legitimate shot as well, and that's uh, uh, Houston. Um, of course, Milwaukee. It's just teams that we haven't really been talking about. Uh, Miami, um, not, yeah, Miami. Miami is up in their series 3-0. So Miami is making some noise as well. Um, are teams like this, uh, Houston, Miami, um, Toronto, who's up 3-0 on, on Brooklyn, uh, are, are we just like, you know, okay, they, they're playing a team that's inferior and and they'll show their true colors once they meet up with uh, a team like Dallas or a team like L.A. or Milwaukee or whatever. Uh, so, uh, Pastor Fight, how do you feel about teams like Toronto and and um, and Miami and Houston? Uh, how do you feel about those those teams uh, having the chance to to make it to the finals? Well, I, I think you said it best. The competition is going to change. I mean, looking at a Toronto player in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I, I Brooklyn <laughs> is not was never a contender in the first place, in my right. opinion. Right. Uh, but you know, to, for them to be up, that means they're handling business, and it also means that they'll be able to get to the second round with some rest. Mm-hmm. And if they got any players that's that's, that's ailing or, or nursing any ailments, then they'll be able to try to get them back right mm-hmm. uh, before to be full strength on the team that they could potentially play in the second round may have to go six, seven games and, you know, they're not as rested. They can take advantage of those first, maybe the first and second game where they're full of strength versus a team that's not. So this kind of helps them a little bit, but I don't think it's going to uh, bolster their percentages of, of making the finals. Yeah. Uh, and Donnie, I know um, we, you, you talked a little bit about Milwaukee um, and they, they, up two one, surprisingly, I would think if anybody be up three zero, it'll be Milwaukee over Orlando. But uh, Orlando snuck one in on Milwaukee. But what about those other teams like the Houston and the Miamis, uh, the Miami and uh, Miami being up three zero? 
Uh, what 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 about those guys? I mean, are are you, you know, impressed with the three O lead? No, I, I I definitely have their legit others, and in the Eastern Conference, um, Toronto, Milwaukee, and the Boston Celtics are are the three legit contenders to me right now. Um, those three teams are going to uh, to me are the best three built teams as far as having depth and and and, and chemistry with each other, uh-huh. as well as you know, they just flat out got more talent and um and. Uh, Philly, uh, pre pre playoffs, I would have put Philly in that same category. But a, they ran into a tough matchup, yeah. and b, they they, they couldn't stay healthy, and c, they just laid down a little bit. So um, pr- prior to that, I would have had Philly in that same conversation coming out of the East. So right now, I definitely feel like we got some um, three legit teams that I'm looking forward to coming out of the East, and they're going to actually beat each other up by the time one of them ends up making it to the finals, which is usually typical of a West Coast type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, also in the, in, the, in the West, I, you know, definitely we got Toronto, Houston, and L.A. are my top three. I feel like out of that, L.A. has the toughest first-round matchup. Well, I w- well prior to the series, I would say in L.A. Right now, the way with, um, with Dallas is putting um, <laughs> the Clippers through, <laughs> then that, might, that might switch up a little bit. But Absolutely. those are my three top teams. If the Lakers can survive this first-round series with Portland, then them to the, the Clippers and, and Houston are the three teams I'm looking for, more so the Clippers and, and, and the Lakers, because Houston, they just one of those teams where if they're not hot, then things just aren't going that, their way. They don't play, in my opinion, good basketball. It's just simply dribble, 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 stand around and hope you make the shot. And I don't like to see that. Even when they're doing that, they don't really get no motion. Nobody's moving. It's just four guys standing around watching one guy with the ball. And not to mention at the moment, Russell Westbrook is actually out, and who knows when he'll get back. So um, I'm looking for the Clippers or the Lakers to come out of the West, and I got three teams to come out of the East, but we'll see how that works out. And a quick update, uh, the Clippers took the lead in overtime over Dallas Mavericks. The score is 127-126 is what I'm seeing right now. It could be a little behind. Um, I'm on the, I'm on the internet looking. But, yeah, uh, I'm outside. I had to step away from the game for a moment. But good Lord. Yeah, it's like uh, 127 to 126 is what's showing on the, on the uh, ESPN website right now with a minute 31 seconds left in overtime. And uh, – Looks like they might be in at a timeout. So we're going to take a timeout as well, take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk, um, you know, more NBA, probably a little bit more NBA, and uh, definitely want to talk about college football, what they're going to do uh, with their season this year and get Donnie's opinion on is there's going to be some asterisks uh, beside the, the, the champions, whoever's crowned the, uh, the national champion this year, if all the conferences are not participating. And um, should they, should all the conferences participate? You know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe get into some NFL as well when we come back. Got past the fight in the building. Got my man, Adonis Donnie Martin, of course, me in the building. And we'll be back right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Hey, y'all. I'm the Shiny Star L of Nima Girl Productions and every single Friday you can catch me at 6pm Eastern Standard Time hanging out with JT and Big Woo we are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio where every Friday we let it flow with Flowetic Fridays and we also hit you with some black in effect because black history is every day all day and if you didn't know now you know 
And for all things Nima Girl Productions, go to my social media pages on the Nima Shiner Star L, where you can get information on the upcoming book, Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? And check out the book, Peace King, Can You Hear Me? That came straight out of the holiday, Love Thy Brother Day, which is June 8th, and that is coming up. So... For all things Nima Girl Productions, check out social media, Nima Shining Star L. And if you're not checking out Big Boo and the crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, you better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where every topic is a hot topic. So, there you have it. I'm Nima Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions, hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Ooh, baby, we about to get freaky. What you got here? It's the love lasso, the ultimate adult sex toy. Oh, I like that. For couples, surely, to help you and your partner reach your ideal climax. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes, fellas. Giving you that extra grip and bringing her closer to you as you're spreading them lips. Ooh, now that's what I'm talking about, baby. Mm -hmm. Soft to the touch, lightweight and flexible. The love lasso is also washable. Comes in red, black, pink, and white. Mm -hmm. Let's get the bedroom jumping right. Give me the love lasso, baby. I'm ready. Boy, you so crazy. Go to thelassocompany.com and order yours. Tell them Nayana Renee sent you. Ooh, baby, this is going to be so much fun. Ooh, put your leg through here. Put this around your neck. Oh, yeah, right there. Ooh, yeah. Go to thelovelassocompany.com to order your love lasso today. What up, people? This is Mr. Dark, our CEO and manager at New Soul Music Record Label with a special public service announcement for all up-and-coming artists in the Rock Hill, Charlotte area and around the world. New Soul Music now offers artist management, production, marketing, and promotion for all up-and-coming artists. If you are in need of a management team, look no further than New Soul Music Record Label to help position you for success in your music careers. You can hit us up today for your free consultation at 803 seven zero five six one eight or email us at new soul music 14 at gmail.com once again that number is eight zero three four seven zero five six one eight or email us at new soul music 14 at gmail.com let's build your future in music listen to big radio I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Hey, what up, y'all? This is Mr. Dark Eye from New Soul Music, and you're listening to Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people. You don't know. Well, what do you know, man? I know that pain can hear that anytime. No hands up on one size. Right in the midst of the blue skies and the sunshine. Just trying to make it through the day. For the Welcome back to the program. That's my boy, Mr. Dark Eye. That's called Trust Issues. The album is called Last Hope. The Last Hope. Go check him out, Mr. Dark Eye. Just Google Mr. Dark Eye. New Soul Music. All right, so we've been talking about, uh, you know, the bubble games and, you know, the playoffs and 
you know, the Lakers and everybody that's got a chance and all that stuff. But uh, let's get into some uh, college football, man. In college football, they uh, some conferences have decided not to um, participate in the season this year. They just cancel the season, wait till next year, see if they can get this thing uh, taken care of. And then some conferences are deciding to take uh, precautions, you know, and, and, and play the game safely. I don't know. You know, outside of getting everybody tested, you know, on a daily basis or weekly basis or however. But, um, you know, I don't know how you keep everybody safe if you're out there playing and, you know, getting infected, close quarters and stuff like that. Uh, but they decided to play. So, uh, Pastor Fight and myself, we decided, we talked about it last week and, um, you know, would there be an asterisk uh, beside the national champion? Uh, so, Donnie, we're asking you right now, uh, is there going to be an asterisk if these guys don't play? Um, I mean, if, if if all the conferences don't participate, the, the, will the national championship have a, 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 a asterisk? I think 2020 period is going to have an asterisk beside it when we look back at everything. So yeah, I would definitely say so because um, as we as we as we become accustomed to in the last several years, we like to see the. That's why we have the college football playoff. We weren't just satisfied with crowning whoever had the best record or whoever played the toughest teams and you know was the AP number one. Tired of saying they were the national champion. We wanted to see those teams actually play each yeah. other and earn it out on the field, and that's why we came up with the playoff system. So. With that being said, I, I kudos to all the kids that do go out there and play. I, I kind of, a uh, small part of me wishes all the kids would boycott it and not go out. Because my thing is, if it's not safe enough for students to return to the classroom, how are you going to get these student athletes to get yeah. back out on the field? Now, I know yeah. these players want to play because if I was in college right now, I wouldn't want to lose a year of eligibility over COVID-19. I want to play. But the simple fact is these schools know it's probably unsafe for you, but they're more concerned about making a profit off of the college football season mm. than they are your overall health. Because if it was truly about your health, if you're not even if it's not safe enough to have class, then it's definitely not safe enough to have these kids out here on the football field playing against each other. Absolutely. So I definitely see it as a big money grab coming from the NCAA. I don't like that part about it. But like I said, again, as a young 20-year-old, 19-year-old, I would definitely want to play. So if I go out there and we win that national championship, I'm wearing my ring for the rest of my life and going to feel like I earned it. But, yeah, 2020, without all the football teams playing, without the major conferences, you know, going head-to-head at the end of the year in the college football playoffs, it's definitely going to be an asterisk beside whoever gets crowned a champion at the end yeah, and I just, I just got to think, man. I mean, why bother? You know, if if all, all the conferences are not planned, then I mean, I know why bother because there's these you know these athletes that have an opportunity, and and Pastor Fight and I talked about it last week that there's some guys that's that's going to no matter if they play or not this year, they're probably going to go top of the draft, you know. But there's those other ones, those other ones out there that you know may improve their draft stock uh, by playing and being able to show what they got um, before, you know, outside of the combine, you know, really it comes down. Yeah. You can do good at the combine, but if you do well in the season and you, you show up and show out during the season, you know, you, that's going to up your, your, your draft stock. The combine ain't going to really hurt you. After, I mean, after that, you could do bad in the combine, but they're going to be like, look at him on the field. You know what I mean? So I think, I think there's, there's, Good reason for these kids to play, but I'm like you, Donnie. The, the it's, it, it ain't 
it ain't about the kids in most most instances when it comes to these major colleges. It ain't about to get about getting that money and getting you know um, them them kids on the field to play so they can so they can collect that that uh, admission uh, and, and get that 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 the TV contracts and all that because Pastor Fight talked about which I'm gonna bring Pastor Fight in to talk some more about what he was talking about last week uh, with this college and stuff like that. But it, it comes down to the almighty dollar most times uh, when when they talking about let's get back to let's get back to work let's get back to oh get back to on the field and and, and uh, let's play the play the games whereas other conferences like we're not taking the risk so Pastor Fight let's just enlighten on what lighten the folks on what you talked about uh, last week with the with the uh, uh, college football and, and why uh, kids want to get out there on that field well I mean it's it's, it's twofold I think the the universities really want to try to push as, as close as they can to get on the field because of the contract agreements now they got to obviously go back and renegotiate many of these a lot of these players have nothing but walking billboards on the field I mean they're they're dipped in under armor you know Jordan apparel Nike apparel and you're losing that and many universities have signed contract deals TV deals uh, your bigger conference are now trying to solidify airspace with their own television, you know, the ACC network, the SEC network, the Big Ten network, you know, these networks uh, thrive during college basketball and and football season, uh, the two highest revenue uh, uh, sports programs on any campus. And, and so when, you, when you're looking at from a pure economic standpoint, it hurts the institution. Uh, it also hurts the player from the standpoint of eligibility and draft status, as you all have already said. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing is, though, uh, many of these schools that want to play are saying that the numbers are going down, and that is false. The numbers aren't going down. Testing is going down. Uh, and so when you're seeing less and less testing sites and less and less opportunities for testing, then the problem is it, it, it gives the appearance that not as many people are catching the virus. They may have the virus. They just don't know because they ain't been tested. Right, so right. The, the fact of the matter is what is exposing college football is they have to oh, adhere to so many tests throughout the week. And, and so this is why these players, I think Carolina had 34 tested positive in one week. 34 players. I mean, mm. on a team of 60 players, <laughs> more than right. half of your team got the coronavirus. Right. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's problematic. And yeah. You can't control that. Uh, you, you can't control that. So at the end of the day, uh, I, as a parent uh, and a fan, I want the safety of the players to be to be more of important than the bottom line and the dollar amount. I know yeah. I'm going to miss football. I know I'm going to miss it because, you know, on Saturdays when I don't have nothing to do and I just want to binge watch college football all day, I'm not going to be able to do that now right. because right. things are going to change. And I know ESPN yeah. going to show, you know, flashback games, reruns, and some of the some of the great games uh, between Florida State and University of Miami and some other games, Notre Dame. You know, they're going to show some of those games just yeah. to keep the viewership as respectable as they can as a network. But at the end of the day, I don't think you can duplicate football like they have in the NBA yeah. uh, with basketball. I, I don't. I don't think is uh, the same. Yeah, as much as we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago about you know we we're doing okay without sports. You know, we thought we was going to be you know hungry for sports and we're doing okay. But honestly, football hadn't come around yet. 
<laughs> and so if if we if we can't have college football or the NFL during the winter time, it's one thing in the summer to be like, okay, I don't really miss sports. I don't really, you know, I ain't really. But ain't what what's really been out there though? You know what I mean? What, what other than the NBA? But NBA they gave it to us, you know. And, and but I, I'm thinking now, the closer it gets to football season and and, and the weather start changing, and you're gonna be in the house more, and you're not gonna really be out there, you know, in the yard like you're doing and keep yourself busy. Once that football come around, and you you expecting to see something on the NFL, your stats or your your your, your um, fantasy football, and it's 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 gonna make it's gonna make it a little tougher, I do believe. But I want to give a quick update: Dallas Mavericks held on to beat the uh the clippers in overtime 135 133 so that series goes to uh 2 and 2 yeah yeah 2 and 2 uh so that's going to be a barn burner y'all that's going to be a good one to watch mm-hmm. um yep. and and going back to um going back to uh, uh college football the the um and I want to thank my man Jay Ron. He's uh listening. He was giving me like the update on what was going on with the game. So um, uh, thank you Jay Ron for uh, uh listening to the show and uh, helping me keep up with what's going on with the Mavericks and the in the Clippers. Um, but I did lose my train of thought <laughs> as far as far as what I wanted to say uh, about the. Uh, about the the college football, but I do believe that we will we will miss it um, if if it's not there. And I I don't know if they should should have a season if all the if all the teams don't play, uh, if all the conferences don't participate. So not only would there be an asterisk, but I don't even know who will remember. You remember the season. I think the only thing you're going to remember is that, you know, all the teams didn't play. All the conferences conferences didn't participate. And, oh, I know what I wanted to say. Uh, when you when you brought up the, uh, the, the stats about the team that had 30 out of 60, you know, having a team was tested – uh, positive for COVID. I seen a I seen a thing on Fox News, which I can't I don't trust them as far as I can, I can throw them anyway. But they talked about I think it was Alabama had had tested uh, um, all of their players, uh, a certain number of their players, and only ninety ninety it was ninety eight point nine percent of the players tested negative uh, for COVID. And and so they was trying to make this big deal out of why, you know, why are they? And that's what Fox News does. They only give you a small sample of, of something and try to make it like everybody is blowing his way out of proportion. And and they're going to give you this one team that that, you know, nobody tested positive for or very few of them tested positive for covid. So now they're going to try to make us look stupid like we we shouldn't be worried about it. And then you just gave me a stat with a team with half of them tested positive. And see, that's the whole problem right there. It's more than just one team in the league. It's more than just one conference in the league. You can have a whole conference. If you tested a whole conference and only, you know, 10 players tested positive, they still tested positive. So now they can pass that on to other people that aren't positive. So why would you take that chance to have them out there playing against somebody? Or you can send them home or whatever. But what about the people, what about the ones that ain't getting tested or aren't getting tested and and are out there playing? And so you got to think about this in a whole, not just because one team barely tested positive. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, 704-489-3316 if you want to get in. We got a little bit more time. Uh, we're at the 642, uh, so we got about 12, 6, 18 minutes before we shut it down. But 704-489-3316. Again, I want to thank people listening live. BigWoolRadio.com. Everybody's downloaded the Big Wool Radio app in your Google Play Store and all our folks to search out on their podcast app and um, their iPhone. Uh, so uh, J-Ron is talking about college, college ball. CFL was going to have a season September 1st, but they decided nope. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's deciding no. Just wait. Just wait. I mean, why not? Why not wait? Um, It's not going anywhere. I know some kids that ain't going to be able to. But what they should do, like I said last week, uh, past the fight, is that they should uh, make these guys uh, uh, or have them have or give them another year of eligibility, you know, uh, just just consider them as a red shirt that past year, you know, that, that they, you know, nobody can play. So let them play another year. Let's just let's just skip to the next year. Just act like this year never happened. I know a, a bunch of people that would love to just go like 2020 never happened. We need a redo. We need a mulligan for 2020 uh, and, and, and let these guys have another year of eligibility. You know, it's it's just that easy. Um, what you think, Donnie? Should they go with another uh, year in uh, eligibility for uh, college uh, seniors? I personally would definitely love that, but if you're a parent, if you're a parent of a child who isn't on the football team, and those guys are getting an extra year of college and blah blah this and taking up a a room that your child could otherwise get, it's going to be some beef by the leftover students because you're going to still have just the large of an incoming freshman class as you do year in and year out, no matter what. So if you don't get your seniors, especially and more specifically your your, your senior athlete whether it's football, basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, and they get to stay an extra year, oh, trust me, it's going to be some uh, parents that have a a major beef with that, <laughs> and, and a lot of housing situations won't be able to support that. Yeah. But I'm with you. Like If I lost the year eligibility through no fault of anybody, it's not like I got hurt or anything. All of us missed out. Then, yes, yeah. I'm entitled to get another year uh, because that, that could be the difference between a lot of guys going pro or not. You know, so um, – yeah, I think those guys deserve another year. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as uh, yeah, as far as as far as the kids that's um, you know not athletes and they they I don't know if they actually they can do online they you know they do online stuff now so they can they can they can easily continue their their education that way. I mean, there's there's an opportunity when it comes to that. I mean, as far as just being having school they can give them a you know another free year a, a free year of tuition uh if they're if they're seniors and and but I, I think they get to actually finish school they may not get to graduate and walk across the stage this year but um but again you can have a ceremony for for graduates next year if you'd like if you want to it's it's just um i think it's different when you're talking about a student athlete versus uh a everyday student but uh, Pastor Five, how do how do you feel about uh, another year of eligibility for uh, for uh, uh, student athletes? I, I completely agree. I, I think if you're looking at uh, college football uh, next year, if you're looking at the NFL draft, I don't think there's any qualms about Trevor Lawrence going first. I don't know who that team would potentially be and how right. they would do a draft if they don't have a season. Uh, but, but at the end of the day. Uh, he's the hands-on favorite if the team needs a quarterback uh, to go first. Um, 
And so you look at the modern era of draft, I think you're looking at, I would dare take a guess, not not with any numbers and a computer in front of me right now, I would dare guess that 75% of the first round picks or the first five picks have been quarterbacks. So uh, when you're when you're looking at it, Trevor Lawrence has nothing to lose uh, by sitting out this season because he was going number one, bearing he got hurt this year anyway. Uh, so uh, you're also looking at players across the NFL, across the NCAA. You look at defensive linemen and stuff. They benefit from not playing because. When you look at these offensive line players, these defensive line players, I mean, they're in the trenches every single down. So yeah. to look at their stats, now you may have one or two that didn't have a great few years, but may just maybe in their breakout season and can improve their draft status, and they may benefit from the red shirt to play again. But these players have got enough, was going to go regardless of if they play great or not. I remember, yeah. y'all remember the player from Ohio State, or was it Joey Bosa? played yeah. like his junior year he only played like three or four games and then he sat out the rest of the season yeah yeah to prepare for the yeah. NFL draft it, it was it was like you know I'm going in the lottery whether I play the rest of this season or not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so why keep playing <laughs> I think uh, uh what's the name done that too the running back um um from uh Penn State that plays with the Jaguars now um Leonard Fournette didn't he um he forego he he for he didn't play his last uh yeah, seat. Yeah, he had got hurt that last year at LSU. At LSU, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I think Jadavion Clowney they was he they was talking about how he wasn't giving his all because he was he didn't want to get hurt and got drafted. It was like there's a lot of college guys that have been doing it lately. Um, that hasn't always been the case, but as of late. Some guys have been kind of pulling back on playing the entire senior year because of you know they knew they were going high in the in the in the, in the draft. So um, yes, but but you know, and I do feel bad for those guys that you know they're really trying to prove themselves and they was really needing to prove themselves this year and they missed out. So let them come back again if they want to the, the next year. Let them come back again. And, 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 you know, have another year of eligibility. I'm all for that. Uh, no problem. Uh, all right. So let's, let's, uh, before we go, before we leave out of here, we got about 10 minutes, uh, uh, before we shut it down, but let's talk some, some NFL and just, so just go over some predictions, uh, what, what could possibly happen, um, this upcoming season and what you guys are expecting to see, uh, outside of the fact that they probably need to run with my idea like the NBA did and have the fans virtually in the stands, um, you know, NBA took my idea. Let's just let's just put it out there. Uh, but as far as as far as the teams that you're expecting to see at the top uh, this year, I know uh, a lot of people are, are thinking the Tennessee Titans may be uh, one of those teams that come back. And make a strong run uh, to 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 the Super Bowl this year. Me personally, I don't I don't see the Tennessee Titans duplicating what they done last year. I just don't I don't I don't see it. I don't. Maybe it's just because it's the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> they they've been irrelevant for so long. But I, I think it was a nice little run that they had. And but I don't see them. I, I really don't see them anywhere near where they did this year. Um, of course, my Cowboys, I do believe uh, with the talent that we have and the new quarterback and I mean, not a new quarterback, but a new coach 
and um, the the team, the talent that we already had, and, and, and the talent that we already that we picked up, uh, especially in the draft, uh, I really I really see us making a run. I'm not going to go and say we're going to win the Super Bowl, but I do think we will be. I'm not going to say that yet. I'm not going to say it yet, but I do think we will be. The Cowboys will be right there. Uh, when it comes down to to the to the wire, and it comes down to the last few teams battling for the Super Bowl, I think my Cowboys are going to be there. What say you, Donnie? Ooh, um, you left me something to follow, so I'm gonna come right in where you left off. No, I don't even know if y'all gonna win the NFC East. And don't ask me Man. who I think is going to win it. But let's just be real about it. I mean, you know, every year y'all have a lot of talent, but somehow, some way that just doesn't translate. So like you said, hopefully the new coach will be just the spark y'all need because I would actually kind of like to see Dallas be halfway decent because it ain't no fun hating on y'all when y'all suck. You yeah. know, so um, that's I true. Y'all to true that. To the cuff and then fail. You know, that's, that's when y'all the most fun is when y'all think y'all got a shot <laughs> and then it all just ends. That's the best Cowboys. So I need y'all to come through for me for that purpose alone. Uh, but um, whatever than that, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm excited to see the NFC South. And um, I want to see what the, the new-look Carolina Panthers look like. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey's team. You know, I want to see if Teddy Bridgewater is, is going to be capable of carrying a franchise. Um, can Bruce, Drew Brees and, 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 and company hold on to their little reign at the top of the division? Can Matt Ryan and them finally get it together down in Atlanta? And more importantly, can the newcomers, Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski, go along with um, – with um, can't even think of the weapons they got down there right now with OJ Mayo and a couple oh, yeah. of I said OJ Mayo, but you know who I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Long story short, they got some weapons on that roster down there in Tampa Bay now, and they got the goat Tom Brady. So I was going, you know, my my eye was on the NFC South this year, and I was really looking forward to seeing that. But hopefully, as we were saying with all sports, we get back to have a a normalized NFL season. If we all sit our little narrow tails still for a few weeks. Then mm-hmm. we can get back to life as we know it, but we all got to come together as one and, and, and make that move, and so that we all can move move forward and get this thing behind us. If we would have done this months ago, we'd be watching football and, and normal basketball right now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Got to bring my man James J T Thompson in the building. Come on in, bro. Oh, what's going on, fellas? What's up? I wanted to know if y'all if y'all touched on the topic about my man uh, Thomas thing. Um, is being released by the Ravens, and of course, you know the first place they say he's going is Dallas. Who who was released? The guy that that was in Seattle that originally was supposed to be coming to Dallas. Um, the Ravens are releasing him today due to conduct detrimental to the team, what? and they're saying that it's highly likely that he's going to sign with Dallas. Well, we can't be well, mad at that now, can Dallas. we? That's right, that's right up y'all's alley. Y'all always like players con- with conduct detrimental to the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the only way y'all ever have any right talent is with them. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah, Earl Thomas. Yeah. Oh, we'll take him <laughs> all day, baby. We'll take him all day. Earl Thomas. He the, the he gave the infamous uh, middle finger <laughs> to. Earl Thomas is definitely a beast. I'm not going to take nothing away from him, but I'm just not sure if his best years are ahead of him anymore. Mm. Um, in Seattle, he had the benefit of playing 
with other great defenders. Like they had a heck of a pass, which y'all got pass rush yourselves, but a heck of a pass rush that was, you know, you, you didn't have time to play around with that ball back there in Seattle. And not to mention you had two corners over there on the end with Maxwell and Sherman. So those three safeties had just free reign out and, and a heck of a middle line, a linebacker core in Seattle. So they overall had a nice defense and a nice scheme. And Earl Thomas was a beneficiary of that. And not to mention, I would rather go to Earl Thomas' side than Cam Chancellor's any day of the week. So he was getting, you know, able to make a lot of plays just based on that. And in my opinion, he's just not going to be that same player in Dallas. You know, one, because it's the NFL and Father Time always wins. Mm -hmm. And when you get around year seven, eight, and nine, you just start looking a little older than you did in year four, five, and six. So I think just on that alone, he may not be the same player. But that's definitely what y'all need. Y'all need a safety with some presence across the middle. So that should help y'all tremendously. Yeah, you hope he's not going to be the same player. I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I hope he is. I hope he gets y'all to, uh, to that to that 9-7, and 10-6 and six mark just to make that playoff spot. Then y'all go home in round one looking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, but Earl Thomas, he, uh, yeah, he's uh, well, he came in the league in 2010, uh, uh, pick number 14 for the Seattle Seahawks. So he's been in the league now, what, 10 years? That's a decade. That's so, a decade, bro. That was, bodies ain't the same. After yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. But, yeah, safeties, they don't really hold up as well as cornerbacks or what have you. But, yeah. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, what, like I said, we'll take him. Uh, he can give us a he, yeah. Put him out there. Let's let's see what he got. Uh, it can't be worse than what we got already. <laughs> you know what I'm so we'll take that. We'll take that. Pastor Fight, what are you what are you thinking about this season, man? Coming up, uh, my man Jay Ron. He said he want the Bears to. It's been way too long for the Bears, and he also think Cap. Is going back to San Francisco. I don't see that happening, J. Ron, at all. But I could be wrong. Uh, what do you think, Pastor Fight? <laughs> well, uh, I agree with uh, Donnie. Told my son to, about the Cowboys, but I, I really, I really <laughs> would, would say, I really would say there's two teams that I got my eye on. That San Fran, they're they're scary good with a great defense, and uh, and right now Baltimore Ravens, um, they're they're scary good with that offense and. And those those two teams, I think, are are really on the bubble um, from you know one or two plays last year, and things could have been a little different. Obviously, all the attention is in Florida and Tampa Bay with um, with Tom Brady going, and I think the name you were looking for, Donnie, is OJ Howard. Mm. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Howard is you know one of those one of those you know mystic players that can just just alter a game at any given time. They have a lot of great weapons uh, with Gronkowski now joining that clan. I mean, it, it's going to be different. I obviously want to see what Cam does and how Portland, I'm not Portland, Lord have mercy, the Patriots <laughs> use uh, Cam and see and see what this is all about um, and see if Cam can make his return be that phoenix and, and, and rise from the ashes and, and become this, this, this comeback player of the year. Uh, but but, but COVID nineteen is going to dictate whether or not we get these storylines and see how they play out. Yep, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. JT, what are, what are you looking like uh, uh, for the season before we get out of here? What are, what are, what is your your hopes or your 
you know, your 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 thoughts on what's going to happen this upcoming season? I mean, I'm interested, um, to be honest with you, to see how the Carolina Panthers bounce back. Um, that NFC South um, is very interesting to me. I want to see how that pans out, especially with some big matchups in the season. I mean, we start out with the Patriots and the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? To start the to start the season, a lot of intriguing matchups. So that's one. And then I want to see, um, you know, how the season goes. To be honest with you, with everybody to see how they respond as far as dealing with COVID and and all of that, and just you know what what will the atmosphere be like at these NFL games? I'm I'm very intrigued by that. I'll just see all the teams and see how they respond to that. Absolutely, me too. Well, thanks, fellas. Thanks, all y'all listening uh, live. Uh, thanks to my man, J-Ron. And I want to send a very special happy birthday shout-out to uh, JT's son, J.D. What's happening? Happy birthday, little man. I uh, still got to work on that broke jumper, man. I got I got pointers for you. I can show you how to get that jumper right. <laughs> what, y'all, what J.D. doing today, man? What he, what he, he just hanging out with y'all? Uh, no, nah, man. Actually, he is at the bowling alley, man. Doing okay. his thing. But uh, he said he can't wait to get you back on the court. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. I show him a couple of things. I'm, I'm put that body on him though. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna jump him. I ain't gonna put no jump on him. I'm just gonna be a straight body. I'm gonna Charles Barkley on him. Uh, but yeah, all right. thanks everybody listening live. Uh, everybody is uh, on the app and all that good stuff. We really appreciate you guys and uh, tune in uh, this Tuesday. Uh, brutally on the show with uh, uh, Nima. He want to say Nima. The poet that got us, Nyana Renee and JB, Mr. 289. And then Friday, Nima, JT, and myself on the Florida Poetry Show. And then we'll be back here on Sunday again. Uh, this Friday, we got the um, uh, faves on my playlist. And my man, Alvin Garrett, is coming through to holler at us and share some music and, and uh, you know, tell us what he's been up to for the past few months. And we ain't had a chance to talk to him. So uh, tune in for that. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Pastor Fight, what you got going on, man? What you got going on? What you doing? Oh, my bad. Um, I got, uh, you know, Monday, the um, the L and Company Women in No Nonsense show, uh, Eastern Standard Time. I'll be on at 3 p.m. And uh, Monday night, actually, tomorrow night, my wife and I is taking part in a conversation in Rutherford County. Um, racial reconciliation series. Uh, we'll be talking to white churches and white parishioners talking about the black experience and what it means uh, to be black in America. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good so stuff. That, right there. That's pretty much. That's pretty much all I got. And I'm, I'm gonna try to hit hit some golf balls this week if the rain let me. Absolutely. And, uh, I need to get back out there myself. Get woo out there. Hey, yeah, let's do it. Get back out there and see what we're working with. Let me know. Let me know when you're doing it. I'm. I'm. I'm all. I'm. I'm with it. For real. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, Donnie, what you got going on, man? Not much, man. Y'all know what it is. I'm going to be sitting here glued to the TV any waking moment I got. So when we come to you live next Sunday at 6 p.m., we'll have all your latest NBA updates. There you go. Uh, um, JT, what you got popping this week? And it's pretty, um, pretty light week, man. Just looking forward to all the shows on Big Blue Radio this week. And just, you know, looking forward to keeping our eyes glued on what happens with the NBA. So when we come back next week, you know what I'm saying, we'll definitely have a solid update on where we at in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, fellas, y'all enjoy the rest of y'all Sunday. Everybody out there, enjoy the rest of your day and be safe. So on behalf of my man, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin, J.B. Mr. 299, Nima Janice L., 
the poetic goddess, Nayana Renee, Big Les, Lil Bucky, Pastor Fight, Kendrick D, All About Us Radio. I'm Big Woo. It's Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out. I fall back in order to avoid contamination. The game is full of garbage. Nothing about it that's motivate. I listen to your bars. I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working. Can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at night. It flowed. Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow. You're a force to be reckoned with. The beast is dated, but that razor sharp flow. Believe it, decapitating. You debated if you had a different opinion. Like, are you even listening? This dude killing it. Gotta be kidding me. Believing the sin. But even when I put the proof in the you're listening to Big Wolf Radio.